It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Let us make them remember. We are not afraid! No fear! No fear, no fear, no fear, no fear, no fear, no fear! But we are relatively uh, concerned. And, uh, you know, we're, we, we left. We're in Oregon now on our way back to Arizona, going up this big hill getting in uh probably blew a head gasket on the bus damn it you know i'm like you know uh damn it you know damn it you know so we're fortunately you know the high patrol came up he's pretty cool he's like yeah you can stay here a few days week whatever if it's over a week well i'm on the side of the highway and i go and uh, we you know we're gonna have to get taken care of fortunately we're you know, back down the hill. Of course, I got to be able to turn around or just going to have to have a record come get it. Go and uh, maybe we can get, you know, it fixed there. But, man, it's a thing, you know, getting this old, you know, was it a D-71, you know. But we it's a brand-new engine. It's only a year and a half old. One of the young farmers came over to check on us everything, you know. But, um, you know, fortunately, we're self-contained. We just pull over, turn on, you know, we got the batteries, the generator, you know, we got heat and everything. We can just live here. So, you know, on the side of the road. Well, but that ain't going to stop us because we get to talk to James Corbett. We're just like, no, we can do it. We can do it. Donna goes, what do you want to do? We're going to do it because we can do it. So that's what we're going to do. And the one thing, uh, James did a piece on uh, Elon Musk, Musk, the huckster. You know, he's like, man, he, he's, he's got it out for Elon. So I've been talking to some of my friends. That they they are especially investors, man. You know, because they, they look at fundamentals and they shorted um, Elon, and uh, and uh, and then uh, they they lost money. They don't like it. So it was always, yeah, but he did this and he did that. I go, all right, everybody, give me your dirt. Give me your dirt. You know what? What's the deal on Elon Musk? Well, James is going to get us all Elon Musk dirtified, but the. Um, one thing I was concerned with, you know, of all the hoopla, blah, 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 the one thing is the new dojo chip. This is, I remember as, God, a decade or two ago, maybe in the 90s, they were talking about parallel processing computers. If you could parallel them, then what happened, you could get, like, supercomputers with just a bunch of computers that were parallel processing well i guess that's kind of what server racks are and what they started doing but he's done it in a different way and we'll talk about that but uh that's the one that, uh, that kind of scared me and i sent it to james and of course he's like yeah i get the bash on elon we're gonna do it so here we go let's get started all right james give me what give us what for that some bitch elon what are we gonna do 
Well, here's the question for you, Ernie. Why do your friends who know about the fundamentals and investing continue to get caught on their shorts against Elon's companies? Why is that? Because he's a made man and somebody's kissing his butt and helping something. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. That is the answer. Why? Yeah. Any other business, any other businessman would have been dead a hundred times by now, bankrupt-wise. Um, but somehow Elon Musk is, Musk is the cat with 99 lives. How is that? Um, yeah, because he is a made man. And here's the latest example of this, just in case you missed it from the Wall Street Journal earlier, or just last week. Uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX Pentagon to deepen ties despite dispute on Starlink funding in Ukraine. Yes, of course. This whole thing, oh, the U.S. government's going to stop him from taking over Twitter because they don't like his geopolitics and all this. All of it is a smokescreen for the fundamental point that Starlink is a military slash intelligence cutout. That's what it is. That's why it exists. He is not there to take you to Mars. He is there to put the Pentagon spy satellites up in space through a third-party proxy that they can distance themselves from as they need be, and they will throw him under the bus when he becomes no longer a serviceable part of their agenda. And anyone who believes otherwise is not paying attention. Not only is he the World Economic Forum global young, young global leader of 2008, so if that's the metric by which we're measuring all um, people these days. Well, he's he's a young global leader. He's a Davos minion. But more to the point, he's doing everything in the Davos agenda from brain chips to UBI to global carbon tax. He is pimping it. And yes, as you mentioned, working on the AI nightmare of the future. And again, this isn't the uh, this isn't the Jarvis whatever system where you get to control it. It's going to be fundamentally controlled by well, Musk would like to think Musk's corporations, but more to the point, the people who are pulling his strings and allowing him to do what he does. There is absolutely nothing in there that I can argue with. I'm, I'm, wow. You know, I, I got to give my impressions and so on. I want to know, you know, you know, some, some links, some facts, some, you know, because in the beginning, when the, the kind of the disarm the uh, critics. The first thing he said was, look, man, they're doing this. It's common. And if we don't, you know, have it decentralized down to the control of individuals, blah, 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 we're going to be freaking AI pets, you know. So I'm going, yeah, probably. You know, I mean, you know, there's there's probably a lot of truth to that. But um, would this stuff have been possible without him? Probably, but not this fat. I don't know. I You know, this is... I'm not, you know, I had a, a four-hour interview with uh, Karen Katowski. She's a retired lieutenant colonel from the Air Force at the Pentagon. And it was a, a really good conversation. We were yakking about this. And, and I was telling her about this upcoming conversation with you. I'm going, I don't know, man. You know, Corbett may, oh, he wants to get some on Elon. He's got a whole lot, uh, list of stuff. And uh, she kind of had the same opinion I did. She's like, yeah, he's, man, he's checking off all the boxes, but he's inspirational. There's a lot of, you know, uh, good tech coming out of it. So I, I, I wonder how we're going to draw the line on this, the fact mm. that he is even doing it, the fact that he gets contracts with the government. The fact, I mean, what is it that's the... Okay, uh, you raise a good point. So uh, I don't know if you saw the, the episode that I did all the way through. 
But at the end, yeah, I, I addressed this point. Uh, yeah, at the end, I addressed that point in particular, because actually that's the point that rankles me the most about what Elon Musk is doing, is that he is tapping into that inspirational energy that exists in the human spirit to explore, to do new things, to use our smarts to create a better world. That is one of the most fundamental human impulses that exists. And there are very few people on the international global stage who are saying anything along these lines of trying to reach out to that. Hey guys, we can explore the stars. We can do all this stuff. Let's tap into all this technology. Let's use it. Um, there are very few people who are doing that. Everyone who comes out is some sort of Bill Gates, you know, horrible goblin who is trying to control you in every way possible, utterly unlikable. So that's the part that rankles me the most about Elon Musk is that he is tapping into those things that we do need and we should be aspiring towards, but not in the way Elon Musk is doing it. And that's the point. He's he's tapping into that energy for the purposes of the globalist agenda. No, we do not need Elon Musk for that. Yes, we do need to really think about these things. And th I think you're right. There are good points that, that need to be made about, well, this technology is coming and it is going to be in the hands of a, a, a technological elite. So what do we do about that? But my answer to what do we do about that is no has nothing to do with Elon Musk and his controlled corporations that are propped up by government funding. Um, if we need it, who's going to supply it? We're going to get it from what? Well, yeah. I, again, I understand what you're saying, but that's kind of the wrong question. Who's going to Who's going to come from the clouds and save us? No, of course not. It has to be. It has to be us collectively working towards this, and that's why I'm. See, what you do with regards to IPFS and Quartal and all of these ideas that you want to promote, that is. That is the same energy, and that is, I think, what the Elon Musk energy is trying or is trying to tap into. That energy that he's trying to tap into. But that's what we need. We need decentralized efforts that have nothing to do with these crony corporations and the billionaires puppeteering them. And yes, that means we do not get the resources of a Musk billionaire to play with to develop this type of technology. It is not going to develop in the way that uh, a Tesla or some major corporation that is government-sponsored, could develop it. But that's the point. Uh, of course we can't do it in that way, but we're going to have to find out a way to do it for ourselves. Stop waiting for the man on high to deliver it to you, because newsflash, they're not going to. And even if, even if Musk truly was absolutely genuine, real deal, who he says he is, and he is there for you, you know, he wants to bring this tech to the masses, if he really started doing that, they would pull the rug out from under him in a second. I mean, look, whatever is going on with Kanye West and his mental breakdown and whatever is happening there, that's an example of how when there is a concerted effort and they want to pull the rug out from a billionaire, do it and he's gone and you'll never see and hear from him again. He'll never have any cultural relevance ever again. They could do that to Musk at any moment if they wanted to. And there have been those sort of like warning signs that are going up like hey you know the biden admin might come in and stop your twitter deal or uh, people are starting to get angry at elon musk they could gin that up or play it down and it, that's the matter of media control essentially which we know we know who controls the media it ain't you and me and it ain't, it ain't the good guys here it is people who are working against our efforts so again 
it doesn't actually matter what you think. Even if you think Elon Musk is a great guy, if he tries to actually bring this this um, uh, technology technology into our own hands, he will be stopped from doing that. That's the ultimate point of this. We cannot rely on the the savior coming from the clouds. We have to source this ourselves. What do you think it is that made him, you know, the made guy that he is? You know, what what what, what which one is it? I mean, is it Neuralink? Is it SpaceX? Is it Tesla? Is it Boring Company? Is it you know uh, the battery packs? Is it is it is it Neuralink? I, I, Maybe it was PayPal. Maybe really? it was PayPal. Because well, if you go back to past X. That, isn't he? So people who don't know um, Musk's biography, you can take a look at that, uh, it, that video I put up recently. I, or I refer, for example, to the Ashley Vance um, uh, book. Ashley uh, Vance wrote a uh, an. 2015 biography of him that goes into his background and what have you. Um, but basically, he came up, um, he was South African, he moved to Canada, studied there for a year, and then transferred to the U.S. because he always wanted to be an American citizen. Um, got his foot in the door at Stanford, right? And he was there for like four days before dropping out and starting, um, I believe that's when he started his Zip2 company, which was essentially proto-Craigslist type of thing. It's mm -hmm. like, list your company on the web, but this was, you know, mid-1990s, so it was a newfangled thing um ultimately ended up selling that company and pocketing 20 some million dollars from the deal or something and he put plowed that into x.com which was um along with uh confinity i think it was being called right um were the two companies that were really competing seriously for this idea of online banking and uh the way the story goes is Elon Musk had no idea what he was doing. He didn't know anything about the regulatory environment and whatever. He just went into it saying, hey, look, this is what we can do with money transfers online. It'll be a great, uh, you know, I'm sure we can make it work. And and one thing and another, X.com and Confinity merge, it becomes PayPal. He's CEO for a while, but then gets kicked out and uh, they get bought out by eBay and he becomes a billionaire. Okay, well, and blah, Peter blah, blah. Deal was... Um, um... Uh, the other side of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Confinity side, right? So, um, so, so yes, uh, uh, I think that is probably the point at which he starts becoming what he's going to be. Uh, I think that's where they start laying out the, uh, the incentives for this type of person. Because um, uh, when you, if you know anything at all about the international regulatory environment around creating a, essentially an online bank, that operates globally with international money transfers, that that does you not come happen to the unless attention of doors important are being people. open for you. You, you or me, we cannot create something like that. We can't just go, okay, we're going to start our own online bank that'll transfer money internationally. That is a completely rigged game, and you do not start breaking down those doors unless those doors are being opened for you. Okay, and that's and a good that's point. Exactly you know, PayPal, doing. you start up PayPal by, I don't know, some... You know, Liberty Group doing it like hell, no. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and we've seen crypto. that, right? We've seen every iteration of that from the whatever Liberty Dollar or whatever, all the way up to uh, a Hatreon and things. Remember uh, Cody uh, Wilson? Yeah, Wilson was trying to do that, and and other people Hatreon. have tried that sort of thing, and they get shut down instantly. Well, yeah, and crypto is a really good example, you know, of how you know, and PayPal. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, I, I agree with you there. It was, um, and then the first one, I guess, was SpaceX first or was Tesla? I think SpaceX was early. I mean, they, you know. Yeah, he, I he think won, SpaceX was before Right after Tesla. he sold PayPal, I think. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, but the, right. so this is, that's when we started following them because we were really involved with the, um, uh, scale composites with Burt Rattan with uh, spaceship one and all that stuff. We got, you know, heavy into that and, uh, our audience went for the first launch and we had a good time, had signs and got all over media around the world stuff. But the, um, uh, so when SpaceX came out, we're like, yeah, man, rock and roll and whatnot. So I, I'm really um, interested in his mind and how he's doing it. But one of my uh, good friends, wealthy individual, he um, and he just man, he just does not like Elon. And I think his reasoning was he did a lot. He does a lot of trading, and he lost a lot of money on shorting Tesla. And uh, at the time he was doing, he's going, "Oh, find him out in the eye, you know, scumbag, corrupt, and what?" And Matt Smith. Uh, and Doug Casey and all those guys, you know, from Porter Stanton, they were all over it. And I go, I remember I was up there and I said, look, we were all together gathering. And I said, I I think you guys are taking a bigger risk than you think because you're up against a cult. You're up against Steve Jobs and Apple and, you know, these kinds of things. You know, there's a there's a there's a religion behind this, you know, so him doing this to uh, bring electric cars to the fore and have it because it's whether it succeeds or not wasn't the point it was to spark electric vehicles and to have a really cool sports car kind of Jay Leno and Schwarzenegger gets it kind of deal right so you had Hollywood behind it okay okay I'm you know in Silicon Valley yeah all right so when that happened they were like no especially when he did Solar City when Tes- Tesla bought Solar City from his cousin or something and um used tesla money stock when that was going down and bankrupt and and uh he bails them out and i could see you know i'm thinking i'm going well you know they had the infrastructure for selling and doing the solar roofs and so on that would go with the tesla batteries that would go you know and you know he's majority stockholder and he because it's mine, and I can do what the hell I want. And if uh, you don't like it, you shouldn't invest it with him. Because I'm kind of getting the impression he's going to do what he wants with other people's money. And uh, but this is a violation of SEC stuff. So the SEC, you know, comes in. Well, you, you can't do that. And yeah, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. Then the lawsuits happen. So these shareholders that you know, they have, but are they the shareholders? Did they really lose money? You know, because now, I mean, of course, it's a gazillion dollars more than what it was before. So I'm not really sure what their argument is. But the uh, a lot of times these guys at short, they get stock so that they can have a shareholder votes, you know, so they go to the meetings. They, you know, get their emails you know, or whatever the hell. And um, they shorted Tesla big time. They were like, man, we're going to get some. And then they got their ass kicked. And SEC, when they did do anything, Musk is like, He's on 60 Minutes all over, 60 Minutes Australia, 60 Minutes U.S., 60 Minutes, wherever the heck, 60 Minutes. And he's going, I hate the SEC. SEC sucks. You know, SEC can kiss my ass. SEC blow me. SEC, I'm going. And the one point that these guys made, anybody else on the planet would do that. They ain't made no more, you know. Exactly. And I'm going, exactly. okay, so I, I, I see it. But, I mean, you know, I'm a little cheering on. Yeah, screw the SEC. But Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly right. Yeah, because, right, we, yeah, exactly. This is all regulatory garbage nonsense. We don't need that. Right. 
But again, it's the selective nature of when and when and who they apply these rules to. That is the worst part about the regulatory capture, because we know it is a game that the regulators play. And we know that this is exactly what the system is designed for, so that no matter what you do, they'll have a way, if they want to, to prosecute you. And if they don't want to, they just won't. <laughs> and you'll get away with whatever you want. That is exactly how the rigged game works. So yes, I, 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 it's not like the SEC are the good guys and we should be cheering them on. But the point is, hey, this guy can do whatever he wants. Whereas, you know, Joe Schmo, businessman, cannot do anything. Okay, hmm, talk I about... If there's a rigged game here. He did the, um, you know, he gets a Starlink. He's out $80 million or whatever it winds up costing him. He gives him a... Supposedly, tens right? Of well, we don't even fine, know that for real. So he gives him, I don't know, I thought it was like tens of thousands of receiver dishes and kind of... Yeah, but the, the, there's a whole and, thing about like the contracts that were signed with the Pentagon and some of them are classified and whatever. So we don't know what SpaceX has actually put into it. He said $80 million, but we don't know what... Okay, well, I'll let you comment who. on it. This but we do know... We do know from that Wall Street Journal article, quote, this year, at least three Air Force commands, including the one that handles European operations and the one that flies most of the Air Force's jet fighters, justified sole source contracts for Starlink har hardware and service, in part by saying Starlink, Starlink has a leg up on competitors, according to a federal contracts database. Other Pentagon units have also recently said they intended to issue contracts to, contracts to Starlink. So they're saying, well, we have to give sole source contracts to this one contract because they're better than the competitors. They they have a leg up. Why do they have a leg up? Because you keep giving them sole source contracts. <laughs> it's it's so nonsense. Well, you know, see that that was the one thing. Okay, honestly, this is how you know I saw it. Your video that you did on Elon was kind of full of this. You know, he's bad because he's bad because they don't like him because he's bad and he gets away with everything and how does it he got but there wasn't really any smoking gun detail other than by by association or circumstance or something i mean not that it's not right but i mean you know i i, I need something I, more i solid. hear you in fact other people have, uh, I, I did notice that from some some of the people who commented about that is like oh there's nothing here this is this is a low effort james but Honestly, I, I am telling you straight up, this is no different than any of the analysis that I apply to anyone else, including Bill Gates. Go watch the Gates documentary and watch this Musk uh, podcast back to back. It's the same thing. It is pointing out what this person has been involved in, the various business agreements they've had, and their expressed on the record ideology and what they are saying, and the fact that it's exactly in line with the globalist agenda. This is the exact same analysis that I applied to Gates. But people who are on Team Musk, who have that mental block, will say, well, this doesn't prove anything. The Gates work was really good, James, but this Musk thing doesn't prove anything. I don't know what's going on here. It's because people are putting this filter up in front of their own faces and they can't see. Musk is telling you in his own words, he is on board with every part yeah, of the no, globalist no, 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 agenda. No, 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 that was, that was, that was clear. It was, um, but he did, it, he did it really well to where he's going, look, I know these guys, they're going to do this. We have to defend again, you know, blah, 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 blah. I know you're not buying it, but it was, um, we were prepped, you know. I, I felt well, like. What's his justification for global carbon taxes? <clears throat> I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to Come on. I remember when he was going, we're, 
Yeah, there is. We're going to have to have some incentives. What I, of course, didn't agree with that. But um, uh, but then he comes out and he says, look, we can't stop oil right away. You know, not, you guys are morons for trying to stop gasoline right now. You know, so that, so you got that. Oh, it's got to be, you got to have some nuclear. I mean, he's saying logical and reasonable things, but you can't get away from all of the, see, I, I don't even look at WEF. You know, I mean, of course, they're all scumbags doing whatever they're going to do. But um, it's just the simple idea, you know, that I've, I've expressed it on the, the show with you before, that when you put a brain chip in someone, then you make it where it interfaces with your super duper Model Pi phone that's coming out with Tesla, that interconnects with Starlink, a global whatever the hell, and that's why I wanted to talk about the Dojo chip. The Dojo chip, people don't even haven't even heard of it, don't know what the hell we're talking about, have no idea. It is way, way it's Skylink, man. I mean, you know, you know, Skynet or whatever Terminator. Yeah. I mean, Starlink, Skynet, I keep getting them confused. I know, same thing. So <laughs> so this is um, you know, there's a lot of other cool stuff like the H V A C you know, the air conditioning, heat pump kind of thing they got on the Model Y, all of a sudden there's going to be a fraction of the energy used to heat and cool homes that he's going to be coming up with. I, I, I can see that coming. You know, that's coming. You know, the boring company, people in the Hyperloop and all that kind of stuff, everybody jumps all over that and you got a machine that can go faster than everybody and make tunnels. They're like, cool, I want one. I'll be building houses and condos in the Arizona mountains. I mean, you know, whatever. So then, you know, I'm going, all right, well, there's that. Get the traffic under the okay, that's cool. Then it's like, well, who pays for it and who's going to do it and why? And I'm like, roads where we're going? There aren't any roads. Where's my flying car? Which he's not a fan of flying cars, so that pisses me off right there. But you know, we have um, the electric car. He made it cool. You know, all right, but I don't need it connected and automated, all this other stuff, and deliver me to the man. I'm not feeling good about that. Even though I was put down my, I'm in line for my cyber truck, and I'm like. Yeah, man, that's a great price, great deal, great, great. But does it have to be updated all the time? Preferably without me in it. I mean, you know, so. It's- you know, honestly, Elon Musk's greatest accomplishment is that he can sell someone like Ernie Hancock on this agenda. Because, yeah, I want that. I just don't want all the other stuff that he's putting in it for some reason. But that's kind of to the side. I want that thing that he's selling. Yeah, the no, no, no. If it's, if, I don't have, if it's not mine and I can control it, if it's Alexa, not Jarvis, I, I'm not doing it. You know, And exactly. that's my criteria. Yeah. You know, it has to be mine. There's got to be that mine, line. Mine. And as long as people know and see that line clearly when they're stepping across it, fair enough. Whatever. I, I mean, this is the thing. I, it's not like I care... I don't care about, like, people's relationship to Elon Musk and looking for that, whatever, father figure or the Tony Stark guy or whatever. It's the the principles that are coming along with it. And you're exactly right. If this, yeah, the Tesla Cybertruck, so cool, but it's also connected into Starlink. It's got this dojo chip. It's, you know, it, every part of this agenda all operates together. It's almost like it's, you know, according to a plan of some sort. I wonder what plan. Yeah. No, no, that's it. What he does... Universal basic income. He's going, yep, we're going to have to have universal basic income because my Tesla robot's going to put everybody out of business, <laughs> you know, out of a job. So we just got to get over it. Yeah. And I'm. Did you see the Tesla robot? <laughs> did I see the what? Did you see the Tesla robot? It, not so impressive. I don't know <laughs> why, why you were bagging on the robot. What would you expect it to do? 
Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the Boston Dynamics? Yeah, of course robots? I have. It's, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that wasn't the, um, you know, see, that's why when you dumped on the robot, I'm going, well, that's the robot. It's got actually, who cares? That's not the point. It's the yeah. brain. It's the dojo chip. Nobody's paying attention to that. Which yeah. is a, which okay. Is, which Explain is a that point. for the audience because well, uh, you sent this you sent this video to me and it's been like uh, nine days since I watched it and I already forgotten the details. <laughs> but this is uh, AI chip that's being right. trained on the supercomputers. Tell people about this. Well, it's good. Well, I tell you what, we you know we uh, Donna's got a uh, a graphic of it. Let's see if I can pull it up here. We look at all your pretty pictures. Dojo, I don't know why how he calls it dojo. You know, it's like a dojo, a gym, you know, for training or something. So it's, you know, uh, it's a Japanese thing, I guess. I, I have no idea. So um, what it is, is they are able to put an entire computer on a silicon teeny tiny little chip. Okay. I mean, it's like, you know, imagine a, a complete computer, you know, hard drive, RAM, blah, 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 on one chip. And they built it. They're always doing this first principles thing, going, you start off with the problem. Oh, yeah, and there's your cover for, you know, uh, meet Elon Musk, technocratic technocratic huckster. Yeah, he wore it on his sleeve, man. He didn't like it. So um, what happened was they started from first principles. We're going to, you know, what is the problem? Well, there's latency and there's power consumption and there's communication between different components of the computer. And there, yeah, here it is. So what they did is they, and each individual computer, which is a chip, is self-cooled, you know, so it doesn't have these big cooling problems. They're all individually done. Then you take, you have an con entire computer on this one chip. Then you put a bunch of them together on a tile. Then you put a bunch of tiles together. Then you put, so it's like having a gazillion computers in one server farm that is just hardware muscle super bicep beat the crap out of processing which is what we were thinking back in the 90s when you're talking about parallel processing with computers people were doing that it's like you get a you know thousand raspberry pies and you connect them to network them together and you get supercomputer kind of thing well they did this with chips when they did ai day about a year year and a half ago they were making a big deal out of it and they announced this they brought it out and I rewatched it a few times because they kind of went over it, and they were talking. I had the you know main developer guy up there doing stuff, and they were describing how this thing works. And I'm going, "Wow, this is wow!" And on so many levels of wow. And then they just—it's like um, you have the little 16, 850 battery that you know, laptop battery, you put a crap load of them together and then you put those in cells and you put those in and put those in. All of a sudden you got a car, then you put a bunch of more, then you got a power wall, you put a bunch of more, then you got backup utility for a city. I mean, that's what they're doing with these. Everything is component to where it uh, it's self-cooling, it runs faster, it uses less energy, and uh, it, it's just, and then they're teeny tiny, and then you put a crap load of them together. Well, the reason they did this is they needed to process visual. And they're doing it at 1900 by 1200, whatever. I mean, it's high-resolution video with every Tesla car has, I don't know, six, eight cameras on it. So all of that super-duper high-res 
video of the planet coming in, and they're using all that to they needed a teaching learning chip you deep learning kind of thing to be able to process all that video and then feed it into a robot so the car is just a four wheeled robot, so now we got to give it arms and legs. Now we're going to make it slow so you can outrun it. Of course, it'll stab you in your sleep. But you could out-wrestle it if you want. I mean, you know, I'm, going, I'm not feeling any better, you know. But the, um, the point that they were making is that the car interfaces with this super-duper hardware here that they are able to... See, I didn't know if the car has to have super-fast, low-latency... You know, with Starlink or something, so that it can, you know, drive. What happens? It loses connection, or you get a thunderstorm or something. I mean, is it in the car, or is it like iRobot with Will Smith and it's phoning home all time, and his chest turns red and it gets homicidal? So I'm just, you know, how does this really work? Well, if they got a Tesla robot and it's autonomous, well, then it's a programming thing. If it gets updated or it's accessing the network to like Google put um, uh, gave their AI training access to the entire every image on the Internet and then go, OK, you know, draw us a cat, you know, well, it gets its own perception of a cat, but it's, you know, it. And everybody looks like a cat when it wants to get cat brain, you know, on the on its mind. But this is what they're doing is taking all of this information that's coming in with all their cameras. And when they plug it into Planeer, which is, you know, Peter Thiel's thing or Bezos's ring cameras or law enforcement that's taken all that plugged. I mean, all of a sudden, they have the entire world. AI knows everything, does it, and process. And the answer is kill James. I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm I'm worried about this stuff, but this is what I was worried about. Yeah. You know, all the spaceships. And, and you raise an important point there that we shouldn't gloss over is the fact that few, as we move more into these types of systems like Tesla cars or whatever, less and less do you actually own a thing that is yours it is now a thing that is networked essentially a device that is networked and will be phoning home and presumably not all the time i'm assuming that they are designing their their technology so it's not that it requires a constant connection in order to function but it only requires that one firmware update you know once every few months or whatever it is um that can as you say completely change it and it could be the greatest tech ever and wonderful and it's all sunshine and rainbows until it receives the firmware update telling it to you know glow glow right in the chest and start killing people whatever it is you know maybe not that dramatic maybe that dramatic and that's the thing you don't own it anymore it's not your device it's a thing that is constantly getting information from somewhere else i didn't think this was going to take off when uh, cars started you know you won't really own the car or it's like John Deere tractors or something. You can't really work on it, you know? And I'm like, wow, you know, do I own it or I don't own it? Eh, you can GM made the announcement that all automobiles were going to be leased. You know, that that's, that's how you own it, you know, or semi-own it. And I'm, so I... Yeah, and BMW recently had a thing where uh, they, their their cars will come enabled with the heat seat the seat heaters, but it'll be you'll have to pay like a monthly subscription or something in order to turn them on. 
Like you can't use it unless you're paying at the, for the subscription service. I so it's I there, it's in your car, now. but it's not yours. Well, not that we care in Phoenix, but I can see yeah, that well, this is like a thing. <laughs> you, you get know? the idea. Yeah, no, it's it's freaking BS. I well, you know, eventually, I mean, eventually, air conditioning will be a service that you have to subscribe to, right? I re- I'm old enough to remember when air conditioning was an option. You know, did your car didn't con- air conditioning? You get aftermarket things underneath the dash and all kinds of weird stuff. But the um, hell seat belts were an option. You know, so it's I'm really old, but the um, uh, when I look at that they were doing this lease thing, then you don't really own it. They control it. When they started doing that, I'm going, this isn't going to take. That's, this is crap. So then they have right to repair laws. They had, some states have to pass laws that you can work on your own freaking vehicle. And I'm just, this is, there's something else going on. Now, a lot of it, when I heard as a kid, my father used to own um Machine shop, auto body, you know, uh, golf service station, you all. So I grew up like a little grease monkey at six years old, man. I'm playing with everything. And um, when they started, they were talking about, I go, well, why did they, this break, you know, do this and more robust that way. Nope, it's called planned obsolescence. And I thought they made it up, you know. I go, no, they, they plan on it to break so they can send them. You know, sell the parts. They make the money on the parts. Hell, with like Cadillac, with all the benefits they owe everybody and the workers and retirement programs, the union stuff, and everything, they lose eight thousand dollars a car. You know, they're planning on making bank when you're on it breaking. And I'm like, what well, sucks? So now, if they're starting to in competition to have better vehicles, the Japanese start, you know, Toyota start to get really reliable. Honda start being reliable. Volvos get reliable. Mercedes. Not so much. So, you know, the, you have all these cars, but, you know, where do they, you know, make their money? Well, now they got to charge for services and subscriptions because they're competing with each other to have a reliable vehicle. Well, what happens when you get a Tesla and you don't have to change the oil or anything? Well, you're making the money on yourself, your automatic driving kind of thing or something. So I... I can see the business models going, but it it always comes first full circle. There's going to be and somebody else let's, going. Nah, we're going to do it better. Right. Let's let's play this out further because obviously this doesn't start stop with just you know seat heaters or aircon or something. No, this is going towards the fundamentals of what it means to own objects at all. Everything as a service to the point where um, at the point where you have self-driving autonomous electric vehicles. You do not need the system that we have now where everyone owns their car and it sits there in their driveway doing nothing most of the time except for when they need it. We are going to be transitioned toward the society where we are conditioned to expect the always-on Uber or whatever service comes next where they'll have their autonomous fleets driving around waiting for people to order them and they'll come to your door. Why do you need a car at all? Right. And extend that out further and further. And this is exactly the type of thing that people you know, were talking about nothing. years ago. Um, it was that uh, Danish politician. I can't remember her name off the top of my head now, but she was the one who gave that speech around which the World Economic Forum centered their their that PR piece that they put out. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. That was what they were talking about. Everything will be a service 
rather than something you own. You don't own your dishwasher, you don't own your fridge, you don't own any of your appliances or objects. That's a service that will essentially, like a lease or whatever, it'll be, you'll be paying a subscription service to some co company that will be what, uh, phoning in the, the uh, firmware updates, either like, okay, this guy's paid up, he can use his toaster today, or no, the toaster is basically a, a, a dead appliance at this, this moment. That's the vision of the future, and that's why we'll own nothing but we'll be happy, guys. It'll be great to not really own any of your stuff. You know, the one thing that I'm looking uh, to really get an answer to my questions is what type of government is eventually going to be done in um, on Mars? And if it's going to be a, tech, a technocracy, which I don't know, they can make the argument, one, it's mine, I can do what the hell I want, and two, you know, it's freaking Mars, so you might want to have... You know, some guys, you know, in charge, make sure the air works. But I went through this. It was called Total Recall, you know, <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, the whole thing is they controlled the air, you know, so they controlled the people. And I'm I it, it's getting weird. And I'm very inspired by a lot of the tech, you know, that 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 is happening. It just demonstrates to me how much we are being retarded in our development by government unless they want you to unless yeah. you're under their control yeah. and this is where you know kanye west comes in and um this bryce or banyan yeah i bryce something gray this one guy um lawrence uh driggs you know was up uh helping work on the domes and we we're sitting there you know having drinks you know one afternoon we we're just hanging recreating and, and he you know showed me a couple of videos and I go, get that crap on the site. So Donna, you know, put it up. And I go, I want it in MP4 because I know they're going to be taking it down. And it was two things. One, you had Kanye West calling out, you know, Jewish-owned media or whatever. You know, yeah, you think you guys can cancel me? Bring it. I'm a billionaire and got a gazillion followers, and we're going to find out. I'm not going away. I'm not taking, you know, the pills and drugs you want me to. Yeah, I'm abstract and kind of, you know, free-thinking you know, think differently and whatever, but so what? And suck it and, you know, bring in Kim Kardashian to, you know, go down on me and distract me and take my kids and all that. Ain't going to work anymore because screw you. Because it seems like they were triggering this Pete Davidson thing. Who made that match? I mean, you know, what the hell is going on? So it's just like they're just trying to trigger him. And he's like going, nope, not playing. We're going we're, we're gonna to have this discussion. So I'm going, wow. And he goes, and if you kill me, there's going to be another little Kanye West that's in some junior college right now. It's going to whip your ass later. And I remember as activists and candidates and libertarians and all that stuff, all stuff we were doing, we were predicting that Kanye West would come. I mean, not him, but, you know, someone like him, you know, that there's going to be this one black kid from the whatever is going to go whip ass. And then what are you going to do? So then you have, in addition to him, you had this one rapper did this song. I don't know if you saw it. Look what they did to Alex Jones. Have you seen this song? It's, it is, I saw this, and I go, I'll play one stanza for you, but it was just, oh, my God. This is what we were waiting for. This is what had to come. It had to be from the people 
kiss my ass. And I remember Snoop Dogg used to be that. He'd do the rap about, you know, the inner city black man, you know, getting hassled by the man, blah, 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 blah. Well, then Charlton Heston made a big deal, you know, goes and gets um, Time Warner stock, goes to the... Uh, shareholders meeting and saying, look, you guys are investing in this anti-kill cop, anti-society um, rap of whatever, and you should be ashamed. And that big press, if you couldn't be controlled or owned, you weren't allowed to speak. And I'm going, oh. So that is what I see as the change, that there are people that have, which is what, all the crypto gazillionaires freaked them out about. You know, one, they're challenging the banking system. Two, you know, it, it, they were getting rich doing it. And these, you know, free-thinking guys go around and start doing free-thinking stuff. And you're like, damn. So this always happens. And I'm seeing it coming at a cultural level. And their answer is, vote or die, some bitch, vote or die. You know, and I'm just going, the, the battle is now truly now on and this Kanye West thing is I mean they'll beat him in the submission or not but a lot of people will start to come to understand what this really is about and now where Elon is on this spectrum I don't know man but there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence you're you're right he's he's checking off all the WEF you know wish list and then you know and, and he's not really held responsible for a lot of stuff he does like everybody else would. And if they want him gone, they got a lot of stuff to get him gone. But they're not. Why? Let's put it this way. So here's the conspiratorial angle in what you're saying. You're exactly right. We are very ripe, shall we say, for a revolt, even within the the billionaire ranks or the higher-up ranks of the, uh, the would-be elitists who know that their days are numbered because they don't subscribe to every part of this globalist agenda. But here's the thing. So why is it always, it's always a Kanye West or an Alex Jones or some sort of, some sort of person who very easily can be portrayed as the loudmouth, crazy, you know, wild-eyed lunatic who gets all of the attention in these cases, whereas it's never a buttoned-down, intelligent, articulate person who can clearly state the problem and who clearly has con complete control of their mental faculties. It's almost as if they put these particular people out there as the, exam the examples that then we have to, you know, we have to be, yeah, I'm team Alex, I'm team Kanye. That's my identity. Um, of course, it's a, that, that in itself is a, is a bit of the psyop. I'm not, I, I, and of course I am for free speech and for these people's ability to do that, but it's weird that we're always put in the position of having to defend these limited hangouts. Like a Julian Assange, I am 100% for free speech, freedom of journalists to publish what they want to publish, and I, therefore I am on the side of Julian Assange in this trial that's taking place, but it doesn't mean that I think Julian Assange is on the level. I don't know what level he's on. It might be the 33rd degree for all I know. But uh, this is, it's always this sort of controlled, hey guys, this is the example of free speech in the modern era. And so now you have to get behind these guys. Okay, I'm going to show you. Now I got the, um, here, let me refresh it. We put it, I went and downloaded it or had Donna put it up as an MP4 because I didn't trust him. You know, I'm going, this is, this is going to go. Now the audience doesn't see it yet, but. You do. Let me go ahead and put this up. Okay. 
I just want to play a little bit of it so that you kind of get the idea of what's coming. This is what I've been waiting on. This kind of attack, you know, on the on the system. Look what they did to Alex Jones. They trying to rob him of every single thing he owns. How you get super Billy for saying something wrong? They won't stop till everybody being what for drones. And look what they did to Yay. They won't everything. JP Morgan made his account, but they do everything. They care more about Kanye West than they do sex swings. It's like you only have to speak. If you left wing, and he won white lives matter, took with Candace so She showed what BLM money winning, they both exposed him. He need to get closer to God, though that's what I'm hoping. Because the deep they hate this cause when they can't control it. They been Donald Trump while he was sitting president. I guess they don't care if that's just a dangerous precedent. Now they rating him and might live there without evidence. Is this still America or what it represents? And that's why I'm not fixing while I'm slaying demons. We living in the end of times, you can show a season. Politicians betray this country, they committing treason. It's all for power, so they laughing while the country bleeding. Look what they did to Alex Jones. They so you can't get the idea. There's a lot more you know, of that kind of thing. But where have we seen this before? You know, I this is just, you know, guys out there doing, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But I'm just like, this is, I haven't seen this for like a long time it, you know you have to go back to like the beatles and john lennon or something you know that and that's why they went after the u.s versus john lennon you know they went after him uh yeah but then i i see the way the narrative gets slipped in there oh you only have free speech if you're left wing right Again, it's about the left-right psyop. It's about that divide and conquer. And ask someone on the left who is censored for what they say. Um, people who are uh, shut down and put on proper not lists and what have you, like uh, Aaron Mate and others who speak up about the false flags in Syria and things like that. But they get shunted off to the side and algorithmically suppressed equally as much as people on the right side of that left-right spectrum get e- e- algorithmically suppressed. But again, it, I, 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 now... Alex Jones and Kanye are the ones that we have to focus on, and let's not focus on anyone else who's getting... I, 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 I guess I'm just terminally cynical. I cannot be, not be cynical about the way... And I'm not saying this particular rapper yeah, is doing no, this Yeah, no, I understand your point, but it was... Um, to have that awareness... You yeah. know, that... Uh, I, again, I'm not trying to denigrate it. I, I, I am for people putting out this type of material because honestly we do need to change yeah but they cancel him jp morgan cancels kanye west you know bank account but not epstein they care more about him yeah. than sex ring yeah i mean it's just these observations coming yeah. into pop popular culture at this age bracket and they're you know black i mean you know fair enough you know absolutely so I'm doing, this kind of guy is going to reach audiences that i could never in a million years right reach. i'm an, an old white guy it's who you know i'm not going to relate freaking to kick their assism I, I'm telling you, man. I'm feeling the 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 shift coming, and I yeah. I don't know how because I you know the the midterm elections are coming up, and we just found out today. We're like the next Tuesday or two. It's two weeks. Okay, whatever. Most people probably well, they're mailing crap. They've already voted anyway. But the the main thing that I'm looking for is just general public opinion, and I'm seeing it change. And the um, wide demographics, young. Old, yeah. whatever. When we, there's this one guy, all right, I just tell you, you'll see my perspective. 
Uh, his name's Klaus. I mean, you know, that doesn't help. But uh, Klaus in uh, uh, northern Washington, where we were staying, I've been seeing him every year for 15 years. He's retired. He was a mobile oil exec. He ran the biggest natural gas plant with 800 employees in, in Indonesia. I mean, you know, they have a natural gas thing there, I guess. So he uh, been around the world, all kinds of money. I got my mechanical engineering degree, and I'm smarter than you, and I speak with a funny accent, and you're too dumb, and where's your mask? I mean, you know, it's just, but he became um, chair of the school board, and he's the one that's pushing for the, all the kids that had to wear masks, okay? So I'm just going, yeah. what is wrong with yeah. you, man? Yeah. So yeah. we yeah. had... Uh, just last night, before we left, we went to Taco Tuesday at one of the local bars, some of the guys, and he shows up and sits down, and, you know, word up. As we're talking, he's, he says stuff, well, if it's not in New York Times and Der Spiegel, then it doesn't mean anything, you know. And I'm going, that's the criteria, really? You know? And I go, so what happens when they start coming out, which they will eventually, they always do, you know, because they got to be relevant. Well, when they do, and I go, well, now it's in New York Times and Der Spiegel. You know, now what? You know, what's not going to make any difference? And then when he's going, no, you can't do your own research. He actually said this. You can't do your own research. You don't know how to blah, 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 blah. Well, Lawrence Driggs from Autonomy and Richard Grove guy is sitting there, and I'm like, damn, boy, damn, boy. You know, hold on. Finally, it boiled up, and he and he just went into a, like a thirty second rant of where this came from, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy. He's like, whoa, whoa, back up. I'm, a, you know, so I'm just like, you can't convince people like this. Yeah, you're wasting yeah. your time. I'm just yeah. like, be friendly with them, word up, let them know. And he got on my ass. He goes, well, you're a professional at this, and you know, you get, you know, that's not fair, you know, whatever. And I said, look. I'm not trying to, you know, con you or, you know, you know, beat you with submission, you know, or whatever. I go, I'm like, it's like a religious thing. It's just witness and testimony. I am trying to make sure, I'm not trying to convince you. I just want you to understand why I'm so convinced. You know, I'm with passion. This is why I believe this. I don't care. I'm not criticizing your beliefs or whatever. I'm just sharing my story. He's like, yeah, well, they don't like it, you know. So it's just, it's these people you can't cure, but yeah. they're in positions of power. They have shiny yeah. badges, and I gotta tell you this: my niece that lives in Florida, we went and visited last like a year ago. Found out she was pregnant. You know, we encouraged her not to do the vaccine. She knows my thing. I mean, held the Love Bus Liberty Tour sitting in her driveway, so we didn't discuss it. The last day, we were leaving hours before we leave, go to lunch, and she brings it up. She's got triple vaccine. I don't get super boosters as mom pregnant. I mean, you know, just really, you know, in your face. I just, a year later, I just got a text from her. You know, I'm really upset. I've been carrying this. That you, you, I don't think you respected my opinion enough. And Uncle Ernie, I'm really upset about blah, blah. And I just left the phone message yet and returned. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I, I was on my bestest behavior. And I'm like, um, what happened? Something happened. What happened? Everybody okay? What happened? Because this is what's going to start changing. People are going to come up face-to-face -face with life 
and what these vaccines or some government policy or their decisions are going to go up. And they're not going to go, oh, you know, a lot, a lot of them will. I mean, I've had that happen a lot. You were right and I was wrong. With it. But a lot of them are going to be resentful and they're going to be pissed. And I want to know what that kind of psychological damage is. Yeah. You know, what's that from? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And more and more people will start going down that path. And I think that is actually what the uh, the elitists foresee. And that's why we have this headlong rush towards 2030. I got to go. But on the final note, I just want to say that I think this is fundamentally what is happening right now. We are seeing a changeover in the entire paradigm of control, which has coalesced around the sort of the media, the dinosaur media ability to generate cultural ideas and keep the the conversation contained in a certain space. That is obviously fractured into a million pieces. And there are still people who cling on to it. New York Times and Der Spiegel are nothing. Um, but they are, they are starting because exactly what you're saying, they're starting to see it for themselves in their own lives. They are being lied to. So they're going to start questioning and going in different directions. And that's why I think people are being corralled into certain ways. You can get behind Elon Musk. Don't worry, Twitter will be become a safe space for people who have different questions about this or whatever it is. But that that entire paradigm is going to be controlled through the fourth industrial revolution, great reset, artificial intelligence, all of this stuff that they are going to start using to essentially um, completely transform the paradigm of control until it is top down centralized control. That brings up an incredibly important point, which I, I I want to get to, but I don't have time today. But um, you did uh, talk about the, uh, the the future Martian government, and maybe it'll be technocracy. Right. Um, there is a very, very, very important misunderstanding that a lot of people have about what technocracy is, what it actually means. And I would love to set you straight on that today, but I can't. Um, but <laughs> if there's a Corbett Report member, please, in the comments of this of this video, please leave the three word comment. What is technocracy? And then I'll use that as the basis for a questions for Corbett where I can expound on this because it's an important point. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. You know what? You're going to make that as a video and put it up so we can put yeah, it up. Sure. Because I'd like to get you know, the actual deal. Well, I have, you know, Patrick Wood and I, you know, are friends and we've done presentations yeah. together and everything. So he gives me his version. I mean, you know, so I, I think I know, but it'd be great to talk with James Corbett about it. The Corbett report dot com. Let's go, man. Thanks, James. Peace, awesome. brother. Thank you. All right. Take care, man. Bye.